Everything is set. What is going on, everybody? J Money here, and welcome back to another episode of the J Money Talks podcast. It is your boy Jason J Money Johnson here, and we got a good, uh, we got a good episode. We don't have a lot. There's not a lot to cover, but um, at least I can at least talk about a few things about it. Um, is a good amount. Uh, good chunk to go for. So, um, I think the first thing is, of course. Madden 21's rating system came out. Um, Madden 21's ratings came out. Um, more stuff going on in the bubble. Soccer's back, especially here in Louisville. Here in Louisville, uh, Louisville City FC hey, completely played in their very first game at in their new stadium, which was broadcasted on national television. So that was a good thing there. Um, and I think that's a that's pretty much a good chunk of us to talk about. I think that's uh, mostly the gist of what's going to be uh, going to be talking about. Um, one of the big things right now is we're going to talk about is the big issue that happened. Oh, I don't think it was. This is something that happened yesterday. There were a group of protesters that went to uh, the Attorney General of Cameron. He. Uh, Yes, uh, Daniel Cameron, the Attorney General of Kentucky, end up uh, a lot of protesters went to his house, uh, pretty much, and pretty much it was them like sitting down in his yard and stuff, pretty much calling for him to like, you know, at least escalate the investigation further, involving the investigation involving Breonna Taylor, and if this is something that. You don't know for right now. The if anyone does not know the story at this point, you're probably living under a rock or something. But if anyone doesn't know, on March 14th of this year, uh, uh, police officers uh, came uh, executed a no-knock warrant on Brianna Taylor's house when they were asleep. The person they were actually looking for. Uh, was already in custody at the moment and basically um yeah it was like what happened was um at the time they ex were executing the warrant uh some uh the boyfriend of brian taylor kenneth walker thought that someone was breaking into his house so he as um, american wood he was a legally licensed gun owner he actually fired a couple shots in self-defense, which you have a right to do, and officers decided to retaliate back by firing like eight, nine shots, which all pretty much hit Breonna Taylor, which killed her, and a lot of things happened where police were pinning it on the boyfriend and pretty much tried to get him in jail, luckily the judge actually uh, threw the case away and he was free and uh yeah and this is one of the scenes that started a pro major large set of protests alongside the george floyd case and it, so far none of the officers have been arrested one of them has been fired and yeah it's a situation that the city like the mayor and the chief has not it's kind of just chose not to take part in. Uh, one recent thing, at least a recent part of evidence that came out was that Miss, that the house was part of this redevelopment plan, this uh, gentrification plan in the Russell neighborhood, which is a part of uh, Western of Louisville, and it started up this um, much bigger uproar and like recently uh, I believe Friday I believe they actually uh, they mayor was actually taking part of a ribbon cutting to open up this new apartment complex in Portland neighborhood and 
uh, group, small group of trailers. This is like uh, way the footage looked. I can't show you guys the footage because YouTube, but they actually, uh, but they actually just snuck up from behind on the mayor and actually, you know, pro did this protest, caught him off guard, pretty much. The Roman cutting didn't even, I don't think, even happened yet. He just pretty much was giving a speech beforehand, and pretty much they uh, shut it down. Pretty much uh, peacefully protested, and pretty much, I mean, they went to his car, kind of surrounded his car, and uh, that was one of the big things about it. Um, but what happened with, in the case of the, with the Attorney General, he has been doing an investigation, but he's but a lot of the cases is with the FBI and like state police, city police, and like all bunch of other people. And right now, the way the investigation's been going, it's been like quite the tedious process. A lot of uh, protesters are like, okay, you are doing, it's going way too slow. This should be a little bit quicker. And the way he's responded with it is the justice system needs to be, uh, as a process, I need you guys to please be patient with this. And to me, I'm kind of on the side of the processors. To me, I think it's frustrating as well because at this point, you're it's pretty much you're just doing nothing. You're just practically just saying you're either at this point, I already know what will probably happen is it's either A, the protest is gonna either A. You're going to either A, we have enough evidence to at least charge the officers, and the, we go for the whole due process, and somehow they end up being not guilty, found not guilty, and the city is going to burn to the ground, which I already know is going to happen. Or option B, you decide there's not enough evidence to make a case for this, so we're not going to try it. And the city's gonna burn to the ground, pretty much. To me, either way, the city's gonna burn to the ground. But to me, what I think as if you were the Attorney General, if I was the Attorney General at this point, okay, we have an investigation going on involving the officers involved. We, until this investigation is thoroughly completed, we recommend that the officers that are being accused of this crime be suspended indefinitely without pay. And now, if they, if there is a case, then they can fire them. If there isn't a case, then then they, of course the city will work out a compensation way to compensate them for time lost. And yeah, it's yeah, it's not a bad thing, but at least that's a step in the right direction. I think that's a reasonable thing for the attorney general can do to do. And that's what I believe in. So what's what happened yesterday? Uh, last yesterday, pretty much a group of protesters uh, organized by like two national uh, um, pretty much all uh, executed this uh, incident question. And they actually uh, did an interesting thing. It was a uh, quite a smart thing. I I mean they when I look at this like the footage and some of the stuff that happened, a lot of them like. You know, pretty much sat on his front yard, pretty much just sat there, did nothing. And uh, there was a group of people outside that were standing outside of his yard and stuff, pretty much just screaming, oh, just no peace, and like say her name, and like pretty much the normal chance that was been going on for the past like few, uh, the past like 46, I think this is day 46, I believe. And this is something that's been still ongoing to this point. It's still ongoing. Um, yeah, police then arrived. They actually arrested them for pretty much, in this case, trespassing. And uh, pretty much um, at the end of it, it was 87 people who protested that got arrested and up being arrested. Um, 87 people. Um, one of them was... Uh, was leave uh some Porsche something it was from like the real housewives of of Atlanta which I have never watched it before but she was among the people who were arrested and um 
yeah, this was a big uh, thing. And basically what uh, I think one of the organizers was interviewed on television said that this is something that we plan on doing if, if Attorney General does not like this escalation of things, then you should make a quick, make a, the judgment more quicker and uh, make this case go through more quicker. And I think he should. At this point, I, if I was the Attorney General, I, my personal opinion is to this, it is something to do with the city, city police, the mayor, like, some of this stuff, you should tell them, listen, I'm going to give you guys a 60-day hard limit. If you cannot produce any evidence in the next 60 days, then you guys are immediately done. Like, you guys have to, you know, pack it up. Like, and to me, this is, a. Uh, I agree with a lot of people, this is frustrating. And I, uh, I think at this point that they need to do something. I think they should pursue this. That they should continue putting pressure on a lot of people. Like, you know, at least come clean, come through with at least truth. And to me, it should be like a thing that has to be done. Like, it's, uh... I think there's a lot of things right now. I think there's an outside uh, group that's investigating the city's police department, LMPD, and uh, the mayor as well, looking to like how they're handling the case. And I, there's probably someone who's withholding evidence, or someone burned some evidence, or shredded some evidence, or something has to be has to be going on right now. And I think and I don't blame a lot of people for wanting to take uh, chances with them. Cause I mean, this is uh, something that needs to be done. I hopefully this will be something that's taken care of very soon and very quickly. And so yeah, that's uh, my little nugget there. Um, so one of the things is uh, moving on. The Russia has actually made a vaccine. It's actually probably it's finally probably came up with a vaccine for the coronavirus. So. That's something I'm hearing that is now a thing. The side effects are like pretty much like something that you get, like a normal vaccine, like fatigue, headache, chills, you know, some muscle pain, because most of the, and like I think an extra, I guess there'll probably be a little bit more swelling around the, where the shot was placed at, so that might be the case there. But, um, yeah. The biggest uh, thing I can say is this is a, that's a good thing to know that Russia has hit, has one. I think America, you, some U.S. Uh, group actually has one ready to do clinical trials for. Um, if I have taken, if I have taken the test yet, um, not yet. I do plan on taking it sometime soon. Hopefully, I think the recent uh, group actually made something. Where you can figure out your corona, uh, coronavirus vaccine, it will test you for coronavirus. I think just by using your saliva, which makes it easier instead of having to jam this nose swab up your nose, which pretty much is like, pretty much, yeah. Which I'm like, ugh. Uh, I think it was quite uncomfortable for me. But other than that, if I had to take it, I'll take it. But yeah. It's, uh, to me, I'm like, if there is vaccine coming through, um, hopefully this is something that we can all use, like, we can all, like, take the shot, because the last thing I think that needs to be done is somehow, like, some pharmaceutical company creating the vaccine and is paying, like, some extraordinary amount of money to take it. Which I think is stupid and pointless. This is something that needs that is affecting everyone at a recent, at an increasingly rapid rate, um, especially here in this country. And this is something that needs. It shouldn't be like somehow we should not play like God or something like that. That's something that's going a step too far. So I believe that we need to actually. Um, yeah, if vaccine's uh, ready, I'm. Um, hopefully it's ready and it's fully functional. It can be mass produced and everything like that, and we're we'll fine. So um, yeah, that's a uh, that's fine with me. Um, yeah. Um, I think the next thing that I can talk about is 
Well, Kentucky passed mass mass mandate at something that I'm sticking towards. Like I'm in, I just went back to work just uh, this week. I pretty much started training, but that was actually something I've been doing like for past. Uh, basically, when I come into the office, pretty much wear a mask, have that on all day, all the entire. Uh, well, not the entire day, but at least from. Uh, mo- Pretty much from seven to midnight, so pretty much five hours. Pretty much five hours, and um, yeah, it's been uh, trains good so far. It's been good. Starting to learn back everything I, I've, I pretty much missed from like the four months I was gone. Well, we were all gone, so yeah that's a big thing if anyone doesn't so I'm working in this department in UPS kind of also pretty much uh, helping process like the shipments that that's going out to uh, never country like the import stuff so um, yeah that's uh, one of the things that's going on and uh, yeah I'll be working so I'm doing my train right now that's gonna be the first two weeks and then then the next 10 weeks after that I'm still working in the in this office building I'm at, and pretty much where they're gonna be like monitoring us, checking to see how we're doing, how we're progressing through this stuff, through the for our jobs, and then I think after that we'll be working from home. After the ten weeks, we'll be able to work at home, which I've heard, which is interesting because. Right now, the plan of coming back to this building and back to the building and doing uh, like a regular job, like a regular desk and stuff like that, is not like official yet. So, right now, this isn't a definite. This is something that's just there for a temporary basis. And the best thing, the way they could have trained us was pretty much by coming back into the office. So, luckily enough. It's been pretty much an empty office. Empty office, uh, the floor we're in is like pretty much empty. Just a few people working computers and and just, and uh, we like we're in a classroom. We're like pretty much pretty good separated. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's pretty much of a plot synopsis basically of this uh, thing going on right now. But yeah, right now it's uh, everything's been good so far. Uh, just got done. Uh, pretty much coming in at 7 midnight. Uh, I'm actually happy to go back to work. It's been, uh, pretty fun. Pretty nice to do. Um, I think, uh, it's gonna be nice to see a lot, see people again. Uh, see people. I felt, I pretty much said, like, it feels like a few months, but it feels like actually years. Because, honestly, a lot of cases, the way this quarantine has been, it's felt like you've been inside your own place for like years pretty much it's uh yeah it's a crazy process but um yeah feels like we're kind of getting closer and closer towards the end here i hopefully we can all uh come back and do stuff together again soon so uh yeah all right i'm gonna go ahead take a quick break when we come back we're gonna be talking about more about the sports and of course, UFC 251. That is somehow we gotta break that down in a minute. See you guys very, very soon. Welcome back, everybody. We are back live on the podcast. So we're actually gonna go through the UFC 251 results. Uh, break down these every results here. First one was from the was the first fight of the UFC event, and at um. UFC 251 on Fight Island. We had David Grant taking on Marin Day. David Grant wins the one fight via knockout in 2 minutes 38 seconds of the third round. Third round, which I think he won via vicious left hook. I think after fight, David Grant did sell uh, Dana White. I broke my jaw and and that fight, so it's a, that was interesting. That is tough. Sun gun, pretty much a tough draw. Pretty much gonna be drinking for a straw for a little bit, but hey, worth. But hey, if it was worth winning a fight, it's something. So, 
The next three fights went to decision. Carosa won in decision via decision by against Vanessa Mayo. Mello. Um, William Pavia won via decision over Saga Sumagolov. Um, Marcin Tibera took uh, one via decision by Phoenix Maxim Grisham, and that was the early prelims. In the prelim card, the prelim card, it was like in the main prelim card, it was Leonardo Santos taking on Roman Bogatov, and uh, Santos won that one by decision. Um, in the featherweight division, uh, Makwan Americani ended up defeating Denny Henry with some vicious anaconda choke, which was really interesting. I actually saw this. Uh, I don't think I saw the submission, but I did. I see the seen the submission via via like pretty much like uh, reactions and stuff, and it was pretty interesting. It was a pretty neat submission pull off, especially in the first round of the fight. It was actually pretty quick. So, congratulations to Marcon, Arma, Makwan Armakani for that submission. Um, in the welterweight division was pretty much Eliso Sekaleski Los Santos and on Muslim Solikov. Solikov won that one by the decision. By decision. Um, then, in the featured bout in the light heavyweight division, Vulcan Amstimdir Deer taking on Jerry Prochaska, which is pretty much this it was a young prospect who was offered a shot early on in the UFC but was decided to decline it. And it's like when John Jones and stuff was like top of his game, so it was something so I guess he wasn't gonna be like a big star and UFC saw him. Dude pretty much decided to decline it because he kind of wanted to brush up on his talents, which I understand completely, which I can understand completely. So he ended up, he ends up coming in and he ends up winning the fight pretty much in a very early in the second round, 49 seconds. I ended up seeing the, seeing him from his knockout, he ended up getting to him with a jab and then this right hand and honestly just put Ozimdir for just to sleep. I was just like, woo! I was like, I just saw that. Just I was like, okay, I'm ready for this main card. Let's go. So we move on now to the main card in this one. Um, now we'll say this: I didn't get a chance to watch all the fights because some fights I didn't know was on ESPN or ESPN Plus because I thought some of these were on Fight Pass, which which it said on there. But I digress. Amanda Rebus taking on Paige Van Sant in uh, the women's flyweight division. And Amanda Rebus ends up winning that one via 2 minutes 21 seconds of the first round via this reverse armbar. It looked interesting. I f it looked like Patriots could find a way out of it, but it was like already in to locked in. So, uh, Patriots fans had taps out. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, congratulations to Andrew Reba Amanda Rebus. Deserves, deserves the, deserves the win. Uh, was a win there. Um, in a women's strawweight division, we got a rematch between Rose Namajunas and Jessica Andrade. This was a great, great fight. Us overall, it was a back and forth, and in the end, Rose Namajunas won uh, over Andrade. So she actually ends up getting revenge over the first fight they had, which was pretty much. When the two of them fought was for the strawweight title, which Rose Namajunas had, and then Jessica Andrade won it from her via this crazy slam knocked out. Which, uh, yeah, this was what happened, and it was a big thing. So next we go into the free title bouts. The first one was the bantamweight title, the vacant bantamweight championship bout between Peter Yan versus Jose. Jose Aldo. I personally thought oh, Aldo was going to win that fight. I really did. And uh, yeah, this these two went at it for five to fifth round. And Pyrion end up, I end up, I guess at that point, empty the tank and end up like swarming, like swarming Aldo and got the knockout from, got the knockout. I didn't, sadly did not get a chance to watch that fight. 
Now, before you ask what happened, I end up not. I end up getting knocked out. I don't know what I. Let's just say this. Saturday's my cheat day. I usually eat a lot of food. Next one minute I was fine. The next minute I just passed out. So I slept through that entire fight and a good chunk of the next fight, which was between Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway. By the way, congratulations to Peter Yan for the win. Congratulations on winning that championship, my friend. Yeah, man. And we now have our co-main event, which is for the featherweight title. Alexander Volkanovsky takes defense his title against Max Holloway. And this fight went full five rounds. Uh, it was. It looked like it was back and forth the entire fight. It was two kind of close, really close to call who was going to win. And it went to decision, and somehow it was won by Alexander Volkanovsky. There was controversy about it, though. It was controversy about it. Dana White said it himself in the post-fight conference that we got some bad judging there. And uh, Volkanovsky just uh, fired back saying, now the judges got right. Right, Dana. So, I don't know. I'm probably going to have to watch it myself and see what happened, who won it. Uh, luckily enough, I can watch it thanks to ESPN+. Plus. Anyways, I'm probably going to have to watch that, re-watch that fight itself. No, I can't watch the main card. I think I can watch just the fights, its individual fights. So, some of those fights, I kind of want to watch myself because I kind of need to figure out what the hell happened. So, yeah. That's something I'm pretty much going to do. Max away in a way. Got screwed. Uh, I know this. He's probably going to get another chance at it again. He'll find, He'll get another crack at it. I know this. And he's probably going to have another fight or two. Or he actually moves up to the lightweight. Moves up to lightweight and, you know, tries to go for Khabib. Which I would be surprised. I'll be happy to see that fight happen. So, either way, uh, congratulations, folks. I guess either way, depending on the controversy, Congratulations to Volkanovski on retaining his belt. So, then we go into the main event of the evening. We got Kamaru Usman taking on Jorge Masvidal in the main event for the welterweight championship. And this was a this five round fight was I watched this fight and the parts of me just watched pretty much a lot of clinch work, some takedowns. And not much else. It was just a very dominant fight by Usman. Pretty much the entire fight. Uh, it was. It felt boring. It was a boring thing. Like, especially when uh, Usman had Masvidal in the clinch. Most of the stuff, he, he didn't try to go for, like, some knees or some kind of, like, you know, trying for, like, some kind of elbow or something. No, it was just. Like, some of the stuff he did was just, like, stomping at his feet, which I'm like, which I don't even think that does anything. I think to the opponent, he's looking at that like, probably feeling like that's annoying to him. Like, Masvidal just looked at it, just smiled at it, like, you think that's gonna do anything? Like, you think that's, like, I mean, at least punch me in the face or some stuff, like, it was, like, I don't understand what the purpose of that was. Uh, I don't know. It was, a, uh, But, yeah. It was, a. Uh, but that's the thing, like, about... About the fight. As pretty much wrestling was... And that's the thing about MMA is... A lot of cases, wrestling is the most dominant thing. Because don wrestling kind of sets the pace of a fight. Usually sets the pace of a fight. Same thing with uh, Khabib... Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov, who is the undisputed lightweight uh, champion right now at the moment, and um, yeah, he uh, when he at least, but at least when he does like does wrestling and he goes for takedowns, he's mostly working your his way into at least a submission or at least beating you up on the ground. So it's in the case of Usman, it was uh, there was nothing about it. It made, uh, made a lot of people like impressed by it. It just, uh, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like, uh, but yeah, that was the thing about the entire thing. Now, some cases people said that did him having this short, did Masvidal having this short fight camp actually 
give him like ill time to prepare for this match. I kind of, I kind of believe so because a little bit of it because especially like he got this fight around like six seven days notice. Especially the weight that he had to do like he had to cut twenty pounds in like six seven days, which is which I actually am now impressed. And now part of me is kind of questioning. Kind of want to know how he did it because, I mean, if he can lose 20 pounds that quickly, I think, now I kind of, no offense, I kind of would like to lose a good 20 pounds to get back to the least. Because I was, before quarantine started, was around 280, 278, so I kind of need, I kind of would like to know his, uh, how he did that cut because I could, I could lose, I could need, I need to lose some pounds myself. <laughs> it's just, I just want to get that out of the way. But yeah, that's a big thing. I am more really interested in knowing what it was they did because there's some things about it that I'm interested in knowing and I need to see how this went down. So, um, but yeah, that was the big thing. Um, it was a good, but other than that, the card was pretty good. I mean, it was a sad card. Um, was like one of those big things. It did eclipse like over a million pay-per-view buys. It was the biggest uh, draw for a pay-per-view since 2018, which I think the closest I was probably like one of Connor's fights. I think it was the McGregor Eddie Alvarez fight, I believe, when they were in New York City. I don't know which one it was it was that big, so I might have to look into that. But uh, that is a big uh, draw, right? I um. Excuse me. But, uh, yeah. That is a big fight for me. I do, uh, want to see more of, uh, Ball in the future. I'm hoping we see more fights. They're saying that they're looking into doing more. Having a card in New Zealand and Australia. Which I am excited. Which I'll be happy for. Because we might get to see more Stylebender in this. We get to see more Stylebender. Which I'm, like, I'm excited for that. And, um, yeah. That's a big, uh... Yeah, the card looked pretty good. I'm like, I need to see some, there's probably some fights I kind of need to re-watch because I kind of want to get that more ingrained in what happened in each fight and I have more of an idea of what's going on. Anyways, but yeah, this Wednesday, they actually, well, in this case, tonight, which is by the time you guys see it on Wednesday, they are having, there is another card in Fire Island. Main event is between Dan Ige versus Calvin Cotter in the, I believe it is the Fairway Division, I believe. Let me, let me look here on the iPad, on my, uh, tablet. Featherweight, yes, in the main event for featherweight division. So this is actually somehow winner of that is probably going to move up in division. Who knows? Probably could be a contender for uh, Volkano Alexander Volkanovski in the featherweight championship. So this might be a big deal. Um, this might be a big fight. Sadly, I won't be able to watch it because your boy's got to work. So. Yeah, uh, your boy got to work, so as much as I would love to watch it, I got to work. So, job priority is important. My job is important, and it is part of the priorities. So, got for all for on that. Anyway, anyways, so, what are my thoughts of, so, let's see, let's move on to, I guess, into more of and never sports. I say let's talk about basketball first minute like basketball for a minute. Uh what's one of the big things about the big about this thing involving in involving involving this baseball thing going on. One of the things is right now a lot a bunch of the um a bunch of the uh, alums right now, a lot of them are at least kind of there's been a tip line that was made and you know try and at least at least say if anybody is like doing activities outside of the bubble like at least report it 
There have been like multiple tips, so it's like, do I think this bubble thing is gonna work? I would hope it does, but honestly, I don't think it will because I'm gonna be honest with you, a lot of these, so a lot of these players and stuff probably are gonna try at least not have bitches fly fly over bitches, so not gonna have be trying to not fly over bitches. So yeah, so. I don't know about you, but there's some, uh, I think this is a big thing that's going on. I don't know much about this entire thing going on with the NFL. Um, NFL, I think they are, they're on time to drink game. They actually just, uh, unveiled the shields. Uh, Oakley, who makes, like, sunglasses, end up unveiling this new face shield. It looks interesting. I think they're starting to do tests on it with players and stuff. See how this feels, how it works, and see if it does anything. Uh, but yeah, it is something that's going to be interesting to see and how this happens because a big thing is right now that it's going to be interesting. Okay, well, I got this recent headline actually that just popped up. So it turns out yesterday. So it turns out another player, another uh, uh, Houston Texans wide receiver, Kenny Seals, was actually arrested in at the participating at the protests, at the protests, and at in the home of Kentucky's Attorney General, Daniel Cameron. So it turns out he got. If you don't know what it is, he, it says here was. He was booked in the jail at 11.36 local time, and he was charged with intimidating a participant in the legal process of felony, according to Louisville's jail booking law. He was also charged with misdemeanor disorderly conduct and criminal trespass. So, yes, Kenny Stills he is actually... So, yes, Kenny Stills was actually one of the 87 people arrested in this entire situation, he uh, says here he was released in jail early this morning. He posted a video on Instagram Live saying he was safe. In this video, he said, We just want justice. We just want Breonna Taylor's killers arrested. Uh, local, the police spokesman told the local media outlets all the protesters and Lane Stills were given a chance to leave Cameron's home before being arrested. Uh, Washington said in this statement obtained by the by the local newspaper Louisville Courier Journal that all ASM protesters face similar charges due to their refusal to leave the property and their attempts to influence the decision of the Eternal General of the Attorney General with their actions. Yeah, just like it says here, Taylor, who was a black emergency medical technician, was shot eight times in Louisville on March 14th by plainclothes officers serving a no knock search warrant for narcotics at her apartment. The person who was actually involved, the person who was involved with the, uh, the person that gave like the address in the apartment, the person they were looking for, actually was already in police custody. So, uh, she. She was 26 years old, and no drugs were found in the in the apartment to begin with. So over the past, and this has been at present has been going on for the past pretty much 45, I think 46 days. I think this is about to be day 40. If there's probably more, some protests coming on, I think this is gonna start around probably gonna be on the 20. I believe this is going to happen on the 20. This is probably 40, 47, 48. I'm not entirely sure how many days this is going on. Uh, but yeah, it's so far he's faced a. Cameron has faced scrutiny because of this. So as a mayor and like the city's police department for not taking action or anything like this. And uh, still has actually been put a part of. Uh, says here he uh, still has been a, a long-time vocal supporter of social initiatives against racial prejudice and police, and police brutality 
Yeah, sorry. Uh, Kenny Stills also participated in a march for Brian Ontario last month at the state capitol building in Kentucky. He also last month attended George Floyd's funeral in Houston. He later tweeted that sports are a distraction from the movement. So, I do I do I am I surprised that this something like this happened? I don't know. It's it's surprising to know he actually did this. Um, I'm not surprised that he did this. I'm honestly, um, it's interesting. It's good to know that there's someone who actually is. He's one of the voices in this entire situation. And yeah, that's a big. That's something that's. That's different from like a lot of the cases that's been going on. And uh. Yeah, so. Let me see. Um. So, yesterday, the Browns and Miles Garrett finalized this $125 million extension. Five years. So, pretty much $25 million a year. Okay, the deal is actually worth $144 million in seven years. This is extension. This would make Garrett the highest not paid non-quarterback in the NFL. He is... So, which is quite interesting to know. This is actually what he's getting. Um, and I think he's gonna... He kind of... He deserves it because... Uh, I mean, he deserves it. Because, I mean... Prior to this last season, he uh, ended up, he had 10 sacks in 10 games that previous season. Then, uh, of course, if anyone doesn't know, he got suspended the last six games because uh, Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph, pro- allegedly, we're going to say allegedly here because we don't know the full details, allegedly, Mason Rudolph called, said the N-word in his face, went and Mason and also tried to pull on his helmet. Miles Garrett decided, now give me that helmet, and pretty much bonked him over the head with it, which was an interesting situation. So, because of this, in average annual salary, he is going to surpass Khalil Mack by at least a million and a half. According to one and a half, so twenty-five million a year, it means he's pretty much going to make twenty-five million a year, which is more than the twenty-three and a half million Khalil Mack has, who is currently with the Chicago Chicago Bears. Yeah, I'm so sorry, everybody. I am having a hard time talking right now. Yeah, I am really know. I'm not tired or anything. I'm not drunk or anything. I'm just... I haven't heard I'm just talking. So, let me see. We can get... So, I think the next big thing is... Baseball is supposed to be coming... Is coming back. The hard thing is for... Is right now the one is... For the one team... In... Base... One team... In Canada... That plays in Major League Baseball. And that is, of course, the... And that is Toronto Blue Jays. They're having a hard time trying to at least get P players, like, in and out of the country. And especially in country. Because in Canada, the law is, if you're coming from the United States to Canada, you have to spend two weeks in quarantine after arriving. Like, it's in media, two weeks in quarantine. Which is kind of tough to do, especially for for Blue Jays. If you got a six-game homestand, you're playing against, like, say, like, three games against, like, the Yankees, and then number three games against the Red Sox, there's some, that's some difficulty to pull off. And it's, uh, one thing they said was, there was a flu alternatives they can do, is one of the things is try at least beg the Canadian government for an exemption to this rule, to this law, and or move a team, let the team play in Buffalo, New York, which has a minor league affiliate. Uh, I think the Blue Jays has this minor league affiliate in Buffalo, New York, and let them play there. Their games there and home games there, which kind of breaks the rule. Which is one way I think that can work. 
Uh, another thing they could do is at least make a bubble because actually in uh, I forget the name of this their base. I don't know the name of their park ballpark actually sadly because I don't follow baseball that much. But um, inside their ballpark there's a hotel attached to it, so they can just like how about we make a bubble there, like a bubble there, that a bubble, and that be like no, it's something that works. I mean, right now, like, based in hockey, like, Vancouver and Edmonton are going to be, like, I believe are the two hub cities for the NHL when they come back into their uh, playoffs. So, there are some chances they can do some things like that. And I'm, I think they should. I think that's going to be something that has to be done. My thing with feet. So, what are my thoughts about the NBA stuff going on? NBA, so far, is something that looks, uh, I think, is going to be interesting to see how this poll is. I mean, right now, it's now confirmed. Now, this is something that confirmed, I believe, Monday or yesterday that Russell Westbrook has tested positive for the coronavirus. He is quarantined. Um, he, he was, him and Harden were the two players on the Rockets that weren't on the team plane or on the team bus to Orlando. So, yeah, that's... And that's something I believe it's going to be the tough part is some of these motherfuckers not trying to go to either the strip clubs or the goddamn or flying bitches out. So, that's the hard part there is for these players is... Try and at least get them not into the old situation there. <coughs> Probably need to get some more in a minute. <coughs> okay. Jeez. So, yeah. I'm probably going to get some water in a second. Um, yeah. I promise you, I probably do not. I do not have a corona. I don't know. I'll probably do some. I might have to take a test at some point. Before the weekend or something. Before this week's up. I don't know. But don't question if I have a corona. I don't have it yet. I don't know. Anyways. We. The whole uh, NFL. Uh, looks like a lot of sports are coming in in time. It's just. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. Especially like I think teams and stuff. And I think it's going to be. But yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be the question is like. You know, how to make sure these players, these teams, are doing healthy. Uh, the soccer, the MLS, back tournament, uh, Nashville had to pull out because of an influx of positive tests and their monster team. And uh, I think probably Dallas had to pull out because of that, of uh, tests and a few others. Um, yeah, right now it's a, give me a question of who can we at least... Uh, it's going to be a question of, like, who's... Man, do I think fans will come back in? I think so, but it's somehow something that's going to be, like... You have to make sure everyone wears a mask and people social distance. That's a big, uh... That's a big factor there. If not, then... Yeah, there's no reason football... I don't know if football can get a lot of fans. It's, uh... Us, if he, if he do, there's going to be, like, a point where it's, like... The tickets are probably going to be expensive. And if that priority is going towards the season ticket holders, then in that case, that makes sense. That's why I'm probably not going to any football games, sadly. I mean, I'm interested in going to uh, mostly the, Ra to the Ravens Chiefs game on night football and a couple of others. Um, but yeah, it's a, there's a big thing about this, and I think it's going to be something that we got to have to will be discussed in the future. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, take a break real quick. I'm going to get me some water. And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. We're probably going to talk about Madden 24, Madden 21, their ratings, uh, what I think about it, some of the stuff in there. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. And we'll be right back after this break. Don't go anywhere, folks. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. My apologies for being late. I pretty much had to take care of some business. And, uh, 
pretty much cook a meal. So I got much time because I gotta go back. I gotta prep meals for work, but I discovered a couple things. So breaking news here: um, Nick Cannon is apparent is recently just got fired from Viacom, and because in his podcast, uh, Cannon's class on YouTube. He mentioned, he said some comments, pretty much calling white people savages, evil, system, presumably uh, anti-Semitic comments, and I probably, I haven't got a chance to listen to it. Do I think Nick Cannon is wrong for what he said? Not really, but actions do speak a lot of words, and some of the stuff has been seen over years. It kind of shows that he is kind of in the right, so... I mean, if Viacom did this, well, this might be the end for them because, let's be honest, that was the only thing that pretty much people watched on either MTV or VH1 and BT, so technically if that's gone, well, peace. So, everyone's going to boycott Viacom, I'm like, well, sadly that means we got to boycott Spongebob and whatnot, so yeah. I'm pretty much, I don't watch TV much anyway, so, yeah, that's fine with me. Anyway, moving on. So, to finish this off. Now, what are I thinking about? So, there's a few things I probably want to cover, but looks like we're going to have to cover this another time. I gotta get some stuff done, and yes, I noticed this, the podcast is kind of cutting short. I really wanted to finish more, I want to continue more on this. But I gotta got finish up. I gotta get to work, ready for work and stuff. So please understand, some of these will probably be short. But trust me, I'm gonna make sure we get these done at a more reasonable time. And plus, I'll try to cover as much details of a lot of things and a lot of details. But for now, we gotta have to cut it short. Thank you guys very much for watching. I'm sorry for pretty much delays and stuff. Anyways, thank you for showing some love on the podcast on YouTube and on SoundCloud. I appreciate it greatly. Be sure to give a like to this video, subscribe to the channel, and also also follow the SoundCloud bound and uh, much others. Give it much love. Anyways, thank you guys for watching. I'll see you guys next time. Peace out.